Dairy! This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Everybody, we have made it to the end of season three. Holy shit. Yay. I feel like this came up really fast. Agreed. Um, I was expecting like two to three more episodes since most of the seasons are like 22, 23. Yeah. Um, but holy shit. Here we are. Miracles. Here we are. And I'm I'm assuming it was shortened because of the writer's, writer's strike. strike. Right? Mm-hmm. Um because wow, they have to slam they slam a, a pretty huge plot point into this episode that I was not prepared for. Uh, no, I would say. Um, I was more shocked by it this time around than I think I ever have been by it. Because you just saw it for how, yeah, you just realize how little you really see Stella, right? And how the miscommunication between Stella and Ted. And Stella and the friends and Ted and just, it just. I know. I know. But we will get into that. First of all, if you don't know, I'm Kate. I'm Caitlin. And this is Hey Beautiful. Um, Also, welcome back, Kate. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I know. I missed you, too. And we have had two Britney Spears episodes and we have not been able to talk about them together. It's a cruel fucking joke. How okay? about it? I can't believe that. Uh, but thank you so much to Chris. Oh, I felt really bad listening to it because he was really nervous. And I just like bulldozed the episode. And there were so many times where I was like, oh, I should have asked him about this. Or, oh, I should have followed up with this. Oh, he had something to say. And I just cut him off. Oh, God, it's fine. I mean, we have a rhythm and we're used to that rhythm. I know. You know? And I was just like man i was like oh he's not picking up on some of this stuff or he doesn't know that's just what happens man yeah he did great yeah he did a great job so thank you chris um the fans loved it they loved hearing your mans on there so (laughs) i'm sure we'll be able to bully him into doing it again if it wasn't too traumatizing yeah um i don't know that we could do one with both of our spouses because if we drive together drive them nuts it's very true it would it would literally be just us. Yeah, and they'd be sitting there. And they would be sitting there. We can we can see what we can work out. But um, that would unless be we lot. gave them specific scenes to talk <gasps> about. Ooh, that's interesting. Right? We we, like, might have we would to have to watch homework. the episode ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And we would have to kind of talk about where the breaks would be because a lot of times you and I just go back and forth. Yeah. Or like one scene flows into the other one, and then hey. you know one of us will keep talking. It's old hat at this point, you know. Yes, exactly. Um. But they need a little bit more scaffolding. It's fair. That's fair. I mean, if I go back and listen to season one, episode Oof. one, no scaffolding. Oof. I remember. No the idea like, what the fuck's happening. light bulb when you're like, all right, we're going to go back and forth. Well, I mean, we had to do something because I was just like. Rah, 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 and I was just like. Yeah. Wow, we've come so far. Oh, I know. I, I say words now. <laughs> you say full words and sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's really fucking great. Um, the only thing that I, I really wanted to say about last episode is I am obsessed with Lily's uh, sky painting, the one with the, the wires. Yeah. Telephone wire painting. And I really, really want that fucking thing. I don't know who has it in their house. Someone has to from the show, right? I would hope they kept it. I mean, you love it so much. I love it. So people, people are very divided about it, but I love it. I love like bright primary colors. Um, and I just, you know, I would just love to have that or even like an exact replica. So if anyone Made knows where I can get Lilian one, Jones. that would be cool. Yeah. Did you have something you were going to say? No, I just saw Johnny's legendary moment. <gasps> Listen. Him. Fucking devastated. I don't know what happened. Um, he sent us a legendary moment for Everything Must Go, and it didn't make it into last episode. And so thank well, you, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I was responsible for it. Shut so up. Really? It's do we wonder that much? I'm so sorry, Johnny. 
you know, we get a lot of them, so shit's going to happen. But thank you, Johnny, for bringing that to our attention. You know we fucking love you. Yeah. Uh, you are one of our ride-or-die fans mm-hmm. from freaking day one, and you're a freaking Almighty Five patron. So we are definitely going to read your legendary moment right meow. <clears throat> hey, beautiful ladies. My two kids are napping and my wife is at work, so I am getting ca- caught up on some episodes and sending off some legmos. For this episode, my legmo has to be Marshall's t-shirt he is wearing at McLaren's. Being born in Brazil, it is always great to see my motherland represented on a fantastic show. Keep up the awesome work, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Thank I don't you. remember the Brazil the uh, Brazil t-shirt on Marshall, but I'll take your word for it. Good eye. Also, Johnny sent us a picture of his son. Let me let me send it to you so okay. you can see it. So he has two kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the older one or the younger one because one of them was born during this show. Yeah. And you work with children, so maybe you can tell me how old this this little person is. Okay. First of all, how sweet is this little baby? Oh, oh, oh. Isn't he so oh sweet? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He is so sweet. Oh, my God. Sweet little brown eyes. And oh his little fluffy hair. Look at his face. Yeah, Johnny's so child is so fresh. Like that little smile. It looks like like a doll. Right. Like a doll's I mean, little sweet smile. What a beautiful right? little baby. Is this the kid that was born while we're taping? Yeah. In the last three years? Yeah. He's what, like one? Yeah, I would say so. One-ish. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Very, very sweet little babe. And thank you for the legendary moment. My heart. We are so sorry that we missed you. Um, But thanks for giving us the chance to correct that. Um, So, yeah, today we are going to be talking about miracles. The final episode of season three, where two car accidents lead to one serious cliffhanger. Um, yeah. We've got a couple it. a couple little updates from our world before we get into it. As you know, Chris sat in with us and did a fabulous job. Um, if you haven't seen it, Caitlin and I reviewed the Sky Mall hot dog toaster. Oh, yes, we did. It was so fun. And it was so good. So good, right? It was I've, so uh, good. I have had some of them since then, and they are good still really you. good. Yeah. Um, and also, Nostalgia, the brand, wrote to us on Twitter. Amazing. <laughs> and retweeted us. Uh, tell them that we only have one and we don't live together. I know, right? Wink, wink. And Liz is like, you were supposed to, like, get rid of this after that. No. Like, so now we've entered in a negotiation where I'm like, how many hot dogs a month do I have to eat? For this to be considered a useful appliance in this house. Because I'll I'm fucking to do that it. that challenge. I will fucking do it. How many? We have, she, she you know kind what? of fucking ignored my question. You take it to work and have hot dogs <gasps> at work. That is so smart. I think I'm going to do that. Duh. Then she doesn't have to that look at it and you so don't have to sacrifice smart. hot dogs. Oh my God. This is why we're best friends. This is why we're best friends. Um. Yeah, so that was incredible. Also up on our secret... <laughs> patreon facebook group mm-hmm. is our live stream where caitlin carved pumpkins for one of the first times in her life <laughs> i'm very delicate I, you guys which i didn't know going into that yeah so thank you for challenging your um your mess problems your thank mess you. issues yeah. um when i dropped a pumpkin seed on the ground i thought you were gonna cry it's okay we got but you it. did it but you did it I did great. You did very well, and your pumpkin was super adorable. Thank you. So if you are a member of our Patreon tier that gets live stream access, you can go watch that right now, along with all of our other Patreon uh, live streams so far. Um, Also, speaking of Patreon, October's recipe was slutty pumpkin soup. Yum. Which is a favorite in my house. It's a nice spicy curry pumpkin soup that I make. Um, so you can go check that out. Delicious. Yeah. 
Um, and then just a little update about timing. You guys know that we're winding down for the end of the year. So uh, we have this recap this week. In two weeks, it'll be our season three wrap-up um, where we just talk about the season as a whole and what to expect going forward. Um, and then we will be on a break until the new year. And Caitlin and I are going to meet up and talk about yeah. all the cool stuff we want to do for season four. My brain is already like, oh, about it. So can't wait. As you can see, the Google Doc is growing. If you check that out. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Think about like season four. I know. That's like halfway. It really is. It's We're almost halfway through, dude. That's fucking crazy. I, <sighs> right? It's wild. It's it fucking really, wild. Really is crazy. Yeah, when man. You think about it. <laughs> I know. And it's like, oh man, it's just accelerating from here. Season four is great. Season five is fucking clutch. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. And uh, last but not least, we will have season three trivia out uh, before 2019 ends. So look for that all over our social. And I think that's it for news. Are you ready to get into this episode? Yes, ma'am. All right. So stay tuned at the end for a shitload of legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into miracles. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell, Tish, and Johnny. Thank you for your support. And to all of our patrons, you are truly legendary. Hey Beautiful Patreon members get cool Himium theme perks every single month, from bonus episodes to fun new recipes to private live streams with us. To learn more and sign up, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. I can't believe I got through that without fucking it up. I'm so proud of you. That was incredible. Good job. It's like we've been doing this for two years. <laughs> hey. So this is season three, episode 20, Miracles. It first aired on May 19th, 2008. Our writers are the wonderful, beautiful creators, Craig Thomas and Carter Bass. And our director, you know her, you love her. It's Pam Fryman. We open on a New York City street and Radiohead is playing. So we know something bad is going to happen. Very, very moody music. That's such a good point. Right? Yeah. It's just, I'm not a huge fan. That's just me. I feel like it's one of my very like unpopular opinions. I'm just yeah, can't can't really get into them, but I respect them as artists. So <laughs> we open on Ted hailing a cab, and he says that this story is about the cab ride that changed his life. Um, but he wonders how his life would be different depending on when he got into a cab. And we see this a few times in the show where. Um, you know, like a butterfly effect kind of thing where yeah. one thing's changed and it, it throws everything into question. And um, depending on which cab he got in, who knows where this episode would have ended. But he got in the cab that he got in and we get a freeze frame of him looking out the cab window. With mouth open. Yeah. So something <sighs> is he either sees something or something's about to happen. Right. Yeah. So uh, we get a freeze frame, and, they, and and future Ted says we need to back up a little. Of course, because it's it's a it's Craig and Carter episode. We love yeah. to play with time, right? Then Ted comes into an apart into the apartment, and he wants a beer at ten a.m. So we know again something is up. Uh, Marshall is there. Let's get a little uh, fashion moment. He's in the green Kawasaki shirt that he was also wearing in the episode when Barney calls him about the bro code. So it's like a callback to Ted's issues with Barney as well. It's kind of like an undertone of this episode. Uh, and Lily is in an iconic Lily dress. The red dress with the white piping. It reminded me of like oh. very like little orphan Annie though. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you see that dress and you're like, yes. it's the car accident episode. Yes. Yeah. Right. For sure. And you can like see Marshall with the, with the uh, guitar slung around his neck. So, good costuming. A timing note. The timing throughout this episode is a little bit weird. It doesn't make sense that Lily is home. At 10 o'clock. At 10 a.m. on a day that then she's also in school. Or that Stella's 
daughter is out of school. But Lily's working. Lily's and they're working. at Kitty Funland for like the like hours and hours. Right. And then they're having breakfast at 10 a.m. Is it a weekday? Is yeah, it- I wrote like record screech. I'm very confused as to what yeah. day this is. It's 10 a.m. They're all in the apartment. Marshall's drinking a beer. Then Lily's at work teaching kindergarten. It almost what? feels like it feels like um it didn't matter. It's kind of like the goat, right? Where he yeah. misremembers the day that something happened and oh, that that's a really kind of point. gets like transposed onto other things. So I I don't I don't know what they were doing if it was on purpose or not, but uh we noticed that it was weird. <laughs> that's all we need to say. Uh, weird. One of the best little bits of this first opening scene is uh, Marshall is reading the newspaper and the headline is nude cabbie vows to kill again. <laughs> I took something. pictures of it. I had never noticed you? before. You yeah. did? Oh, yeah. great. Send it to me. I'll put it on Sosh. I'll put it on the Sosh. Ted comes in and he says it's something bad has happened and we get a cut to Stella and Ted out to breakfast and we find out that Stella's sister is getting engaged to a vegan and they're getting married in November. This is all important, more important than we may know. Yes. So uh, Stella invites Ted to this wedding that is six months away. (laughs) Immediately Ted starts freaking out because he remembers- it's interesting. Out of, it's weird. That Ted freaks out. Right. But I think Stella having a kid is fucking Ted up. Mm. Because I think this whole episode is him being weirded out that somebody is moving more quickly than he is, which is kind of unheard of. Um, even though this wedding doesn't seem to be that, he is taking it as such because there is a child involved, right? He talks about like, oh, our weird little family or our, our funny, funny little, little family. family, right? So um, <laughs> it was so cringy. Oh, my God. So he is like totally freaked out. Um, a piece of it is because Barney has this rule about the the date time continuum where you don't date somebody or you don't make plans with somebody further out in a relationship than you've been together. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of Ted RSVPing for Claudia and Stewart's wedding, how it was so far in advance that he didn't know where he was going to be in life. Uh-huh. And we get a little flashback of Barney, um, who isn't in the scene, right? Cause he and Ted aren't really friends anymore, but he's still taking advice from Barney. And uh, we see him ripping up Springsteen tickets because, you know, Ted wasn't going to remember that Robin girl anyway. Spring scene. He's like the uh, American <laughs> Brian Adams. The look Barney, or the, the look Marshall gives her. Horrified. He's disgusted. Like, Are you fucking like, serious? <laughs> like she just like ripped a nasty part. Yeah. The most nastiest. Um, and so I just thought poutine <laughs> fart for some reason. Oh, gross. <laughs> just a real heavy poutine fart. Ted's like freaked out. He's because they've only been together for three months, only been together for three months. And it should be pointed out that they are at the popover pantry, which has been the site for um, Marshall and Brad. Yeah. And also uh, the big brunch that they have all together with uh, Ted's parents during that divorce situation. So there's like a lot of like breakup energy at this fucking restaurant. And it's also just a great name. I love um, the name. Popover Pantry. I know. I love all those plosives. Pop, 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 pop. It's great. Plosives, that's what they're called? Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Um, so, yeah, he's freaking out thinking that, like, things are getting, like, going more quickly than he'd like. Um, and he fucking breaks up with her. Like, this seems fast. Like, and unlike him to to break up so quickly. But I think he he is really worried about about the kid aspect you know he's like i'm having these feelings now they're gonna come back which for once was ted being fucking smart and then that damn cab had to hit him which brings us back to the cab and right where we started ted looking over his right shoulder and getting fucking t-boned by a car Mm -hmm. and we cut to black and we hear radiohead playing in the background and one by one we see everybody get the news that Ted is in the hospital. And 
um, you know, we see Marshall struggling to get on his pants because he's unemployed. <laughs> Everyone else is at work, which is, again, strange with that timeline. Right. Um, and somehow they all arrive at the hospital at the same time. Yeah. Um, and they run to the counter at the nurse's station and then they turn and run into, you know, slow-mo run to Ted's room and find him sitting up eating jello. No mm-hmm. big deal. And Marshall is such a good Midwestern boy. They all get to the, the hospital girls. at the same time and he opens that door for them. Yeah. Just a sweet, sweet little gentleman. I know. I know. I noticed that too. <laughs> so it's a little... That gentle giant, you know? Gentle giant, yeah. (laughs) Ted's fine, but he's not fine because that near-death experience made him realize that he wants Stella back. And, you know, Marshall is amazed that Ted had this awful car accident and walked away without a scratch and declares it a miracle. And this is, I think, my favorite part of the whole episode is the back and forth Mm. between Robin and Marshall about miracles and how adamant they both are and how Robin's just like, you know. (laughs) Do you believe in miracles? Yeah. I don't know. What is a miracle? I don't know other than the sense of like religious shit. Well, I think, I mean, the way Marshall's saying it, it's just something that, something that you would not, expect to be yeah. possible right yeah yeah happening and either giving you an amazing night or saving your ass yeah 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 i believe in that shit yeah how about too. you oh yeah for sure immediately robin ever the more you know the practical one mm-hmm. groans and says that there's no such thing as miracles but march 2006 mclaren's bar <laughs> and i love the way marshall sets these up he just states the date and the location and yeah. we get a flashback to Ted, Marshall, and Barney sitting around their favorite booth, lobbing pencils up into the ceiling. Um, supposedly, this is something that happened to one of the writers during production. What? Really? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So Ted nails one of the pencil points. It goes right into the ceiling. And they all celebrate with a shot. But three shot glasses slam down the table. And that was just too many. And one of the pencils falls <laughs> out. Has this perfect bounce on the eraser. I can't. I wrote, oh, my God, I can't even type this. Like, I can't. I almost peed my pants. I couldn't breathe. It's I was doubled over. I ha- Like, the way it just goes. Doop, doop, boop. <laughs> There's not even any. Sa- Is there, like, a little sound? I feel like it's silent. It's so <laughs> it's so good i don't know exactly what it is about that just that little clip of the pencil bouncing like from the side that that was somebody's job that day was to animate that well it was perfection it's so good it was so good and um yeah it goes right into barney's nose and it's i wrote it's the precise, soundless, delicate little hop that I just can't handle. I can't handle it, and I lose my shit. Oh, my God. And then Ted and Marshall's reaction. And then Neil Patrick Harris with the arms raised. Am I dead? Am I dead? <laughs> Don't move it. I might be dead. It's just pure perfection. Oh, my and God. And Marshall's like, so miracle. <laughs> Aw, you really miss Barney in this moment, right? You, like... I feel like they've really set it up to remind us that he is such an integral part of this group. And it just almost feels like he's dead. Yeah. You know, because they, they've, like, referenced him twice, but it's been flashbacks. And it's just like, oh, Barney's not here. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Barney, Lily decides to call him because, mm. you know, if it were the opposite situation, Ted would want to know. And he knows that she's right. Yeah. <clears throat> So she calls Barney and interrupts him in a middle in the middle of a very important international business meeting. <laughs> and at first he thinks Lily's calling because she wants the D. Um, but before she can tell him much more than just that, you know, Ted's in the hospital, Barney's already off the phone and he's out the door. Um, yeah. You know, Lily, we have the scene that Lily awkwardly finishes the phone call by herself while pretending Ted's uh, by pretending Barney's on the phone and Ted knows that Barney hung up Mm. and he uses it to point out that they're just not friends anymore. But then we get the cut to Barney running out of the meeting to go and 
and be with his best friend. Yeah. And he races to the street to find a cab to take him to 130th. I didn't see where he started at, but... Must be, I think, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure the financial district is, like, way downtown. Yeah, it's real low. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he ran, like, hundreds of blocks. (sighs) Hundreds of blocks. And if you notice, there's a man who gets in who gets a cab before him with a bunch of balloons. Mm-hmm. And when he gets to the hospital and gets out or gets <gasps> to the hospital, the man with the balloons gets out of the cab. Oh, cool. So he kept mm-hmm. pace. I mean, yeah. In all that traffic, I'm not surprised. Right. I know. I was like, wow. And I was like, well, all right. I have like seven different things to say about this little scene. Okay. Um, first of all, I love a Marshall versus Robin, uh, face off. Me too. Of practical versus magical. Yes. Practical magic get into it um reminds me of cockamouse which yeah. is so near and <gasps> dear to our hearts speaking what? of cockamouse okay i was on halloween at a friend's house yeah in her garage i saw this huge fucking thing flying all over it was a fucking praying mantis have you ever seen uh, one of those fly no I first of all did you could. know it flies i did not know that it hid on the back of her car all the way to work she works by me over a half hour away on the highway just hanging on with his little little hands. Yeah, but this fucking thing was flying all over Ugh. the garage. I stood there for a very long time with my phone up, being antisocial, trying to get a video, but I could not. <laughs> Gross. Well, so at least we'll have you to knew. see if there's like one on YouTube or something. But I was like, holy shit! It looks like it was a huge flying oh, thing. Like it could have been a cockamouse for all. It, for at least it wasn't a dragonfly, and your eyes were safe. Oh, we you know saw I mean? some, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> Okay, so (laughs) anyway, go ahead. So there's that, the cockamouse callback. Um, Also, one of the best lines in the episode, a drunk jackass called God and a box of pencils called Destiny, which I love. (laughs) Also, I am annoyed with Ted because he still won't talk to Barney, even though he really wants to talk to Stella, like... The car accident changed his feelings about Stella, but not Barney, one of his really good friends, like... What the fuck? And then yeah. him being like, see, Barney hung up. We're not friends. You're the reason. I mean, you were the one that's distant. Not right. It, it's not, not Barney. Because, right. Yeah. Barney just finally gave up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the last little thing was uh, when Barney goes to, when Barney hangs up on Lily, it reminds me when he slides into the bar when Marshall's really sad. And Marshall's like, what do you... And Barney's like, what are you guys talking about? And Marshall says, Lily. And he's like, ah, I got to go. And he leaves. And you think he's just leaving, but he's really yeah. going to th- San Francisco. So already uh, early in, that, in scene two, we are getting a lot of uh, nostalgia of the rest of the show that we've seen so far. So we know that yeah. it's we're building towards something. You're so good. It's beautiful. Well, I had like a lot of feelings watching this episode. Mm. You know? It's crazy what happens when you... Watch it really fucking closely. It is weird. Right? Because I don't remember ever, like, caring about, like, the Barney and Ted feud. I just assumed it would be over. But, like, they do a really good job, like, showing how his absence kind of resonates. So Mm -hmm. Marshall asked if Ted's life flashed before his eyes when the the car was coming at him, which is something we all assume happens. Ted says, you don't see everything. You just see the things you love, which I think is really sweet. Yeah. Um, and this is another, like, quick montage of, like, every big moment in the last three and seasons. A lot of really small ones, too. I, yeah. Um, so one thing I did while I was watching it is, because uh, I watched it one of the times on my computer, and I would hit spacebar to pause it every Ooh, few sec, Like, every, yeah. like, I just hit it. Yeah. And I saw so many amazing screenshots. Yeah. Barney getting slapped, turn around Chloe. Robin wearing the super sexy oversized t-shirt. Oh. Halloween. Like so many. The robot. Yeah. Like Barney so as the robot. Favorite of our favorite, of our legendary moments. Ted and Lily on the side of the highway yeah. when she's going to oh, New yeah. Haven. That's the one I was oh. like. <gasps> yeah, I wrote Marshall sitting on the stoop in the rain. Yes. Oh, my heart. Lily saying she loves Marshall. Oh, Robin. And you even see Barney. And Barney's in there. Barney is someone he loves. So we have yeah. confirmation of that. Um, so it's just... A reminder of how far we've come and how much has how much emotion has been packed into yeah. three seasons, right? Um, and you know, again, Marshall thinks it's just a miracle. Very sweet, very romantic, not, not a, miracle. a miracle. 
but Barney has more, uh, Marshall has more proof. And this time the proof is him flying back from Amsterdam in 1999. And clearly his bag is full of weed because he's <laughs> terrified of the TSA, which wasn't the TSA yet, right? That, customs agent. Yeah, customs, because the TSA wasn't a thing until after 9-11, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the customs agent is clearly like a full narc, right? He's got his white gloves on. He's ready to fuck this kid up because he's in his fucking he has Rasha Bob hat. Marley hat and his yeah, tie-dye. tie-dye shirt, yep. backpack full his of... Big old the backpacking backpack. So yeah. um, he's about to get totally jacked. And then shift change. And if you know who this person is that comes in, you know right away he's safe because it's Doug Benson. Oh, I love Doug Benson. He's a weed comic. He has a YouTube show called Getting Doug with High where he smokes (laughs) weed with people and does interviews. It's great. Um, And he also has a documentary called Super High Me which is a take on Super Size Me where he smokes yep. weed every day and they do all kinds of tests on him and it's really, really cool. Um, he also just always looks high and cross-eyed. Yes, yes. <laughs> so he's coming in with eating his cereal dry out of the box. Frosty to- Frosted Toastios. They, yeah, he's fucking toastioed. Sail on through, brother, and just passes Marshall. Yeah. Miracle. That's a fucking miracle. That is a miracle. That I'll feels that. that's the first one that um no, I think the pencil feels kind of like a miracle too. But this is like life-saving miracle. Yeah. The the level of that. So I think Marshall is very loose with his miracles. Just like later in the show, he's loose with his stamp, as we will see. <laughs> if you've seen the show, you know what that means. <laughs> we get a cut to Barney still running, saying, Don't you go into the light, don't you do it, Ted. <laughs> he's so worried about his best friend i know and then stella shows up in an iconic look like this this uh episode there's just those three looks that you don't forget the kawasaki shirt lily's dress and then this silk pink top with the blue striped cardigan i hate her outfit but it's you know what's about to happen i know she walked in i was just like "Eh." And I think because maybe it's because they're wearing the same thing in the first episode of season four that it just like cements this these outfits into your head. I don't know. But so she comes in with her hair the same as it always is. And like a wig. I it, pointed it, it is out to absolutely Jack and we laughed wig. about it. With the with the pieces pinned back. Yeah. It almost looks like horns, right? It starts to get really horny um in season four. So yeah. um Ted says he loves her, you know, in his mind, he's taking her back, right? Yeah. yeah. And she says she loves him too, so the misunderstanding seems to be over, but it's not that easy. But before we hear more about that, we just see them, like, lovey-dovey. Marshall thinks them getting back together is a miracle. We get another example of a miracle just from earlier this year, which is in Lily's classroom, Marshall who has just been let go from Nicholson, Hewitt, and West, from which he still has no job. Um, he, at, at some low point, after getting fired, he's going to go back and beg for his job. And we get this amazing, amazing cut back and forth between Marshall entertaining the kids in Lily's classroom with all these tiny hats and Marshall begging for his job back the next day. And if you've ever worked in a school, had children, um, had lice, you knew as soon as he started putting on these grimy ass fucking hats that it was a wrap, that it was going to be lice city in that. I was like, do not. Head. Do not. And his long ass hair. Yep. <sighs> Four score and seven years ago. I oh, had a head. great big giant head. <laughs> and they're like, ah. he's fucking killing. He is killing in that classroom. Um, and yeah, so he's about he's about to get his job back when like he's itching, itching, itching in this office and he realizes he's had he has lice. And have you ever had lice? No. Ooh, girl. I had this moment in college during an exam. I was like itching my head then itching it a little more then itching it a little more and I was like 
my fucking God, I have lice. It was awful. And I still always feel like I have it. Like it, that's, it's dissipated in the past few years, but that was like traumatic. And I always thought if I had like one inch that my head was like crawling with bugs. Freshman year living in the dorms. Not sure what happened, but I got me some lice. And we had an issue with it at the French school because um, it was a private school and all the parents were like super hippy dippy. So they never wanted to use like the chemicals. So they would try all these like natural remedies and then just send their kid back to school the next day. Mm. Yeah. There was one year we had to like bag everything over the the fall break. It was disgusting. I, I remember when we were at, both at that same private school. I St. Joe's not there's a million. Oh, I fully got I, I I got lice there too. Everybody used to get lice. My mom used to make Ugh. me put my stuff in black garbage bags. I wasn't allowed to bring it into the classroom. Yeah. It was nasty, man. Yeah, I got it as I got it my sister and I both got it when we were little and then I got it as a freshman in college. My sister was misdiagnosed with it. They thought she had lice, but it was just horrible um, dandruff glue from an EEG she had. Oh, wow. They just it had all, like, you know, from the electrodes on her scalp. They just said it was lice? Yeah, but it was at St. Joe's, so, like, well, now I wonder of people. I was going to say, I wonder if I was fucking misdiagnosed. No, I had full lice. My but mom we, saw my it. My mom still made <laughs> me do the treatment and everything, even though we knew it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, my dad uh, put me and my sister in the bathtub, like, I, and just, like, shut the door and, like, ran around the house and picked everything up and, like, vacuumed the shit out of everything Ugh. and then did our hair. Not fun. Like, I don't Not know fun. what I would do with lice back then when I didn't have Google. You go to the pharmacy and get, and the pharmacist tells you what to do. That's what happened. They were like, bag everything up, bring it to the laundromat, and and just dry everything on super high heat and kill it. I remember my mom sitting there with a with a hair dryer, like burning yeah. my scalp. And now my head's itching. <laughs> my head's itchy now. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, listeners. You're probably itching too at this point. So let's move on from the lice. If Marshall had gotten his job back and hadn't been kicked out for infesting the place with lice, he would have been there when two weeks later the Securities Commission showed up. Which, if you remember back to the episode, I think I'm not that guy. That's when Jeff Coatsworth got taken out. In handcuffs, oh, yeah. our favorite, yeah. our favorite John Cho. So he was oh, uh, fuck me up, John. Fuck Cho. me up, John Cho. So he was very close to uh, being um, implicated in a federal investigation miracle, and he compares it to uh, God sending yeah, God the locust those lice to his head, like he did the locust to Egypt to liberate him from corporate bondage. That's right, miracle. miracle. The guy he's talking to when he's begging for his job back, if you notice, is not Artillery Arthur. He went all the way to the partner, Mr. Hewitt, who was his dad's his dad's friend. So there you go. I'm sure that I'm sure that uh, situation got back to Mr. Erickson. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, the Security Exchange Commission came in and busted him. So yeah, yeah. I don't know that it'll come up. Yeah, probably not. So Stella comes out of the hospital room and Lily hugs her and says she's so glad that they're back together. Yikes. Stella's confused, as she always seems to be. No, 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 no. That wasn't a breakup. It was just a fight. And then Stella realizes it was a breakup. Does it just me or does she say break weird? It's like break up. She says she says it like 80 times in this one scene. And she, I think it's just her Canadian accent. It's like, break up. I'd have to go back and listen yeah. to it again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I remember just being really pissed. Like, another breakdown in communication. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, that Marshall and or Lily blow. Just like the, yeah. the five years. Yeah. Yep. And Stella's pissed, you know. And Ted's confused because it, to him it clearly was a breakup. But... Kate, you made this point before that Stella is a grown-up in so many ways that Ted isn't. And yeah. for Stella, this was a really serious relationship because she introduced Ted to Lil, uh, to Lucy. They had right. slept together. Um, and so I think for her, 
if they were really going to break up, it would have been more than just what it was. Right. And she's, I mean, she's used to having small fights, but Ted really isn't. Right. Ted's used to like one fight and that's sort it. of ending it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Definitely in different um, places. I'm sure it'll all work out. Yeah. I love, <laughs> yep. I love the Stella walks in and just smacks the jello out of Ted's hand. I know. And you can see it come like almost directly at the camera. Yeah. That's awesome. She did a really good I job. I would have started cracking up. I don't know how they did it. So I don't buy Stella's like whole like we're good thing. Like I went back and I watched that episode. I watched her. So she's like, yeah, you know, like you say to the waiter, no, we don't need more muffins because we're good. Mm-hmm. Like, is she saying that she was telling the waiter? No, I think she's saying like, it's not a big deal. Like, we're good. We're good. We're good. Like, you don't need to bother us about muffins. Just like, we're good. Like, this fight is not going to be a big deal. Like, I just need to go. Okay. I don't know. It just felt like whatever but well it you're right she's used to having small fights like i was yeah. thinking about like my relationship with chris like we really don't argue or get in fights often right if at all but it's like every now and again we'll have like these little like like just bouts of friction yeah and we're married we're in this for the long haul that just happens and you get through it and it's not a big deal and you move on right but ted hasn't really been in a we haven't seen him in anything longer than a year and yeah. nothing with a child involved. Which makes it much ser- more serious. Yeah. And I feel like she thought he was just saying, like, he didn't want to go to the wedding. So she was like, we're good. Like, this is yeah. weird, but we're good. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But whoopsie. Yeah. Whoops. You know, Ted wants to put the whole thing behind them, but Stella's just, she's pissed. Yeah. And she points out that he had these feelings once which is basically what ted told everyone mm-hmm. why he broke up with her and why mm-hmm. he was being the good guy because if he had these feelings once he's gonna have them again and he's gonna keep on having them and she can't count on a car to hit him every time so now he's she has with this with her saying what he said before she has now created an environment for ted mosby where he cannot be the one who ends this relationship like, it is yeah. full relationship chicken now because now he's set, like, or he will say, like, I don't want to, I'm not that guy anymore, right? So he, like, he just has to keep doubling down, even if he does feel this. Yeah. Yikes. Estelle's the one to break up with him. And so she tells him, you want your breakup? So here it is. And we're good. God. And she walks out. And there's just so much drama. In three months, dude. So many games, so much drama, and it's so exhausting. I'm over it. It's three months. They probably don't see each other very much because we know she doesn't live in the city, and she has a super stressful job and a kid. Like, how we learn later, she does not know him very well, and they don't know each other very well. Three months in, and you're already having, like, these huge, weird fights. Not a great sign. Not a great sign. Agreed. But at this point, Ted just loves drama, so it's fine. Everyone's back in the hospital room. Stella's gone, and they're rehashing the conversation, trying to figure out what went wrong. Mm-hmm. When Ted gets a phone call from the same hospital they're currently in, turns out he is an emergency contact for Barney Stinson. Aww. And so what we see is an exhausted Barney stumbling out onto the street. And this is where you notice the man with the balloons. It takes the cab seconds mm. before Barney. He gets to the hospital at the same time. Nice little touch and there, boys. And then a bus comes the wrong way on a yeah. runway and fucking hits Barney. What a lawsuit. Full lawsuit. Made in the shade. Lawsuit up, right? Right? Yeah, but Ted is so clearly moved. He cannot believe that Barney would run the whole way. Yeah. And... Barney tries to play it off saying that, you know, he had a very important national business meeting, which. Call back to like, Liberty Bell. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Barney's in this full body cast, all fucked up. And Ted, you know, keeps it pretty serious. Like, Barney, you could have died. Yeah. And then Barney apologizes for breaking the bro code and asks to be his friends again. And Ted says that, um, you know, we're not just friends. We're we're brothers. And then I love, he goes, you hear that, Marshall? We're brothers now. And they all are hugging and crying. And then Marshall's brothers, t- you know, we're all brothers. Because Ted's all like, brothers. You're, my, oh yeah, you're my brother, too. 
and so I love sweet. still, but, but I'm your your favorite brother or whatever. Your best brother. Your yeah. best brother. And you know what I realize? I am so many of these crazy friend traits to you because yeah. like other people, I'm like, I'm your best friend, right, Kate? Right, right. Like I'm your, and then like you got like the whole Lily component too, like psycho best yeah, friend. Yeah, psycho. Yeah. I mean, these yeah. are all psychotic relationships and they work out great. So it's fine. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love Carter Craig episodes because they do all the little callbacks, like the international businessman thing. Like if you having showrunners that also like that are there and and keep writing all the up like very important episodes, you just know that they're going to tie in the stuff that you really care about and the little callbacks and the inside jokes that just make this show what it is. So, yeah, so, so good. So uh, we skip ahead to Barney talking about a really traumatic piece of this whole harrowing day, which is when his suit got cut off. And again, uh, Marshall says, it's another miracle, two miracles in one day that Barney survived this. And Robin is not having it. And finally, Marshall pushes her on it. Like, why are you like this? You know, why are you like this today? Why are you like this in general? And so we get a huge uh, bit of (laughs) character backstory about what makes Robin Robin. And we learn about Sir Scratchawan, her little baby dog. I love that name, Sir Scratchawan. Sir Scratchawan, such a good Canadian doggy name. It it is. And she sounds so Canadian when she says it, too. I know. And so Sir Scratchawan needed to get put down. But when they got to the vet, they found out about this revolutionary brand new technique called canine testudine cerebrozenograft. But I love how easy, like the ease at which she says that. So you can tell she's very familiar with that term. Oh, yeah. She was saying canine it to herself for fucking seven years. And um, <laughs> so it, it literally means dog to turtle brain transplant. <laughs> But really, it's a dog to turtle, like, face-off, like John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, yeah, right? Yeah. He's just um, – and it's a tortoise, not a turtle. And I know this because I really want a fucking tortoise. Really? I told Liz I really want one. Yeah. Um, we have friends in England, and they have one named Javi. <gasps> Javi! And he just crawls around the house, and he, like, if he wants a snack, he just, like, sits by the fridge and waits for them to pull out lettuce for him. Oh, but does it just like poop around the house? No, I think he poops in his bed, like in his in his little Cage. area. Yeah. yeah, he has like a. Is it like um, it's like a kiddie pool or something? I can't remember what what it is he lives in, but they're so sweet. I really want one. Um. So yeah. So we find out that Sir Scratchawan's brain was put in a turtle, and. Sadly, he didn't remember any of his old tricks. Oh my god, it's so. I love the way like her voice gets like more tense and like her, I think she she starts to speak more loudly. Yeah, and you yeah. can tell she's starting to get real heated. It's like she's regressing to when yeah, she was a yeah. kid, and she like totally still believes it a little bit, right? Like, yeah, she still believes a little bit in this in this really revolutionary thing. And all I could think was that. After knowing what your dad said about the mouse that died, I feel like your parents would have done this to you. The mouse saluting as he walked yeah, away, even yeah. though your dad totally murdered him in a in a in a mouse trap. Um, yeah, so that is great, and so now we know why Robin is so fucked up, and uh, that's just a a little tip of the iceberg, and we will learn a lot more about Robin's history. And um, as the show progresses and just one little shout out to the nurse in these scenes. He is fucking awesome. He has great delivery of his lines. And so he comes in and he tells Ted that he's been cleared to leave. And Ted's been dying to get out of there to go and meet Stella. And he says, oh, I guess it was rude of me to keep resuscitating that guy with a rake sticking out of his chest. Just an excellent line and killer delivery by the nurse. um, His name is Bill, actually, and he's a part of the blog post. Oh, really? Yeah, which is really... um... Oh, no. 
you know, it's just like a throwaway episode. It's like really, or episode, sort of throwaway blog post. It's really mm. stupid. It's like Bill is typing for Barney, but like adds his own comments in. It's just. Oh, all right. Wow. We're almost done with this episode. This was a fast episode. This was fast. Carter Craig episodes always are. They're like zing, 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 zing. Cuts, 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 cuts. They love that shit. At this point, Robin has left the room because she ran off to collect herself. And then Ted leaves the room to go after Stella. So now it's just Marshall, Lily, and Barney, which is important. Yeah, Marshall and Lily um, talk about how when, right before Ted got hit by the cab, he, you know, he saw what he loved most. And what did he see? And then they start joking about... <laughs> what he saw and eventually come up with a giant boob wearing a suit of money and the boob is lactating scotch because that's just pretty much everything that he loves and as he says that like the camera zooms and like barney is like looking at robin and looks back over he's like yeah pretty much but so you know that yeah that sets up some serious shit it does that's like the mini cliffhanger of the end of this yeah, like the whole time they're saying all these things that Barney loves, he's just looking at Robin after she walks back yeah. in. It's like, oh, damn. So this car accident changed his life, too. Not mm-hmm. just Ted's. So we cut to what I presume is Kitty Funland. Stella is still there and must have spent a fucking fortune. Good thing she's a doctor. Yeah, right? And right? also, did she leave her daughter at the fucking arcade while she went to see Ted? Well, yeah, I guess and she just walks away and leaves her while <laughs> the timing to talk to Ted. is weird in this episode. I we'll know. just say that it's a TV show, so I guess I have to give it to them. But. I know. So they sit down on one of those like arcade ride game things, and he yeah. gives her this orange kangaroo, and says that he's been thinking a lot about what happened between the time that he broke up with her in the morning, and then the time that he wanted her back. Which, again, confirms it all happened in the same day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, it's really that he changed. And it's bullshit. And he's ready to give Stella what she needs. According to who? Like, what he she, thinks. Yeah, right. Like, it's been three months. She has not said that she needs you to marry her. She's been on her own for many, <sighs> many years. Yeah. I'm Like, this. this really drives me crazy. Yeah, so he tried to buy her a big fake diamond ring, but all he got was this orange kangaroo, and Stella's like, huh, diamond ring, and he's like, looks at her, and then he fucking says, will you marry me? Just the most, uh, okay, hang, we need to talk about this. So, first of all, orange kangaroo reminds me of purple giraffe, because it's out of a crane machine, so it's like close but no cigar right yep. like it's close to the how he felt about and they robin but not kangaroo but it's an orange kangaroo, orange kangaroo. Like it was a purple giraffe right exactly and also <clears throat> t- think of all the shit ted did for robin that wasn't even a proposal the fucking blue orchestra the like dozens and dozens of roses the fucking kiss on the roof like everything was so romantic stealing the blue french horn in the first place and now he's sitting in a fucking arcade and just like you want to get married like nothing about this feels right and this is the for some reason this is the first time i've watched this and been like what the fuck is wrong with you he's so clearly running away from his feelings for robin and the, all the shit with Barney, I think, really just, like, rocketed him into this. And now he's just too... He's in too deep. So bad. Like... I mean, maybe it's also, like, Marshall and Lily moving forward with their lives, too. And he just, like, wants to keep up, right? But, like, mm-hmm. you've been together three months and you can't have seen each other that much. Because we have seen Stella a total of, what, four times? Maybe. maybe four maybe four i don't i honestly it's such a it's like i think that i think that this it's supposed to be surprising right and it's supposed to feel not right 
it's supposed to feel off and it's supposed to feel like it was this stupid, insane, impulsive thing that Ted did because he got hit by a car. But I think if there hadn't been a writer's strike, there would have been two more episodes that could have laid a little more groundwork for this to make it just a little bit more believable. Because to to have them go from a two-minute date to a proposal in three months... When we've never seen her interact with the gang except for two moments where horrible things were revealed to her. I really, I will say this. I think I'm going to hate Stella less this time around. Yeah? Yes. By the end of things. When it's all said and done, I think I'm going to hate her less because this is crazy. This is crazy. And it's Ted's fault. It's Ted's yeah. fault. I mean, if <laughs> if if she says yes. But come on, guys. Right. <laughs> what, we're going to leave on a cliffhanger, come back, and she says no? Like, Jesus. That would be interesting. <sighs> yeah, I know. Well, I've blown that. You're welcome. <laughs> But I mean, it's just so stupid. He's so stupid. I mean, we know he's stupid, but he's I mean, just dumb. I guess this whole season, though, I mean, this is this is the season of the tramp stamp, right? <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, oh, God, that's the same season. This is the season of the tramp stamp. This is the season of of a lot of bad, bad decisions. decisions with Barney, the bad decisions on on St. Patrick's Day. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, and this is like the culmination of his of his uh this season's freakouts about being single. And um yeah, I'm just I just did not I don't remember feeling like this before, but I haven't I haven't watched the show the way we're watching it, you know? Yeah, that's, you know, we we talk about that a lot, but it's true. Like you just you think about the show in a different way because you're watching it differently. Yeah. I mean, and and for her to even be open to that, I mean, I think that they're both they're both running from their loneliness, right? They're and and yeah. it's like, you're good enough. Getting proposed to in a fucking arcade while my daughter's standing right there is good enough. And like met him once, like how many times? Right. No, it it couldn't have been that many. So, I mean, clearly this is not a great this is not a great thing. Right. This is not a great situation. And just like all the times we've seen them together, how many conflicts there's there have been. Right. It's never been easy. It hasn't been easy since day one. Um, and now you're just like thrown a loaded gun into the situation with a fucking mm-hmm. proposal. So wowzers. Season four is going to be a big one. How about it? Ted's going to get married, I guess. What's that going to look what like? What is that going to look like, right? And then we got fucking Barney in love with Robin. Robin doesn't know. <coughs> what's that going to look what's like? What's that going to look like? And um, Marshall needs to get a fucking job. <laughs> so everyone's a mess, dude. Everyone's a fucking mess right now. Yep. Whew. Yep. Oh, and the song playing during the scene is Here Comes a Regular. Which is a Thank you. a pretty a pretty popular favorite among um, Himium fans. So uh, yeah, we are uh, stressed about this ending, guys. Let's see what y'all had to say about your favorite moments of this episode. Our first legendary moment comes from Johnny, who is a patron, which means his emails will be read in the entirety. And Johnny writes, "Hey, beautiful ladies, here's my legmo for the episode Miracles." This will be my last one for today as one of my kids is up from his nap. Photo enclosed. Such a sweet little babe. Just the sweetest. My legmo has to be when Marshall's coming back from Amsterdam and he is nervous. The TSA agent is going to really bust him and we hear shift change. Then the hippie TSA agent is legendary. Yeah. Thanks for recapping this great show. Spoiler free. Also, for those listening, be sure to become a Patreon subscriber as the perks are amazing. Johnny. Yay, Johnny. You're and like I our best. I swear he wrote that. That was not I know. like our own edition. He. Oh, I just looked at that picture again of that baby. 
Johnny is our uh, best hype man, I think, for sure. I, uh-huh. Love it so much. He really is. Right? Um, all right. Our next one is from Nisha. And I don't know if she, I don't think she sent us one before. So Nisha's legendary moment is the jackasses with a box of pencils. Am I dead? Is just gold. And also Robin's story about Sir Scratchawan. Good ones. Abha writes, the story of why Robin doesn't believe in miracles. Robbie, Robin really sells it when she says she was so naive and she couldn't figure her parents lie to her about the dog. And you feel bad for her as well. Aww. I know. It's so sad. Thanks, Abha. Next up is Lisa, who's one of our patrons. And Lisa says, hey, ladies, my legendary moment is the look Robin and Barney give each other at the end. That is all. Have a great week, Lisa. Very, very sweet. We'll see what happens. Another one of our patrons, Rick, writes, Hi, ladies. My legendary moment is the reunion of Turney <laughs> or Bad. There is no good Ted Barney nickname, but I love when their yin-yang is in harmony. I like that the characters see when they're forced to take a look at what's important in their lives, that their friendship is bigger than the petty squabble. As a man, close male-male friendships are hard to keep as you get older. So it's sort of wish fulfillment seeing Ted, Marshall, and Barney bro out through the years. Excellent point. Mm-hmm. For sure. Which brings me to some big picture thoughts on this season finale. We're full speed in Golden Age Hymnion right now. I know that. No spoilers. But you, you had me really nervous there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Very closely. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Some people were disappointed in the finale and it hurt their feelings on the show as a whole. I 100% disagree. Despite the literal name of the show, to me, Hemium wasn't really about the mothers, always about the journey getting there. The group of friends living their lives, struggling and growing together through the winding path of adulthood in your 20s and 30s. Which is also why I enjoy the podcast. Most of what I listen to is made by professional talkers like comedians and journalists, and podcasting is their way of selling their brand, ads, or other projects. But you guys are fellow civilians just like us in the Hey Beautiful community. Just two friends also navigating adulthood who love this awesome, funny, clever, and life-celebrating TV show and want to share that with the world. Thank you for the show so far. Looking forward to season four. Enjoy the time off. Oh my god. Thank you, Rick. Rick. Thank you for acknowledging that we are extremely unprofessional. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um I was just part of our charm. No, but I was just uh talking on Twitter the other day about um that moment. I I feel like there needs to be a, a new term for the moment when uh, a podcast or a uh, an account you follow that you love that's really authentic and genuine and fun switches and oh. like becomes inundated with like partnered posts and suddenly yeah. nothing they're posting is genuine anymore and i was thinking like the monetization horizon like the event horizon black hole got it yeah um because there is that moment right where you're like scrolling you're like oh my god look and you're like oh of course it's an ad you know and so yeah they're definitely i want people to be paid for their art and their creations but like there is a moment where it tips into you lose your soul and i don't want us to ever have that happen to us but at this rate it doesn't seem like we will so that's okay let's let's uh let's be amateurs for life together about it our next one is from bobby and bobby says hey ladies my legendary moment for this episode is the montage of everyone getting the call about ted being in the hospital and rushing to be there with him no matter how many times i watch it i get choked up i love that they turn into a comedic they turn it into a comedic moment with ted being fine eating his jello but the lead up of the gang going to immediately be by his side will always be a favorite moment of mine from this series that's so true what a good one i hope you both have an amazing break and can't wait to have you back in the new year thanks bobby that's so true they all drop literally everything to be there for each other and you know they are they are each other's chosen family in the city so it's great our next legendary moment is from tish another one of our wonderful patrons Tish writes, hey, KK, I just noticed on this rewatch that Marshall's newspaper says nude cabbie vows to strike again. (laughs) I wonder how many times I've missed that. My legendary moment is the song here comes the regular playing. For some reason, I just love that song. Thanks again for the gift. I'm excited to use it at my next game site. Regards, Tish. Yay. Yay. I know. And I saw that our our, um, pineapple merch finally got to Tanya down in South Africa. So 
So exciting. Yay. Okay, next up is Russell, who's another one of our patrons. And Russell says, hey, beautiful ladies. So here we are at the end of series three, series instead of season. That's what they say in other Anglophone countries. Um, What have we learned? We and the kids were told at the beginning of this series that what we are about to learn isn't about meeting the mother, but about Ted and his changes he is going to experience to become the man that the mother falls in love with. The introduction of Stella and where that leads, we also get more about the rest of the gang, Barney, Robin, Lily, and Marshall. This has been a great series for character development and how relationships close to us can have an effect on our future. It will be interesting to see what Series 4 has in in store for us and what developments will happen. Lastly, I just wanted to say in regards to the Hey Beautiful podcast is that this year has been an incredible ride with you. Oh, Kate, Kate and Caitlin have turned this podcast from small beginnings to a world-class media live stream every month, thousands of followers on Twitter, interviews with amazing guest stars, and being completely off the wall funny while being professional at the same time. Oh, I guess we are professional. Oh, um, how about that? <laughs> I can't wait to see what you will do next year, but I'm sure that it will be amazing. If you wanted to know what my legendary moment for this year is, well, that's easy. It would be Hey Beautiful Podcast. Everything you do and everything you say, I will back at 100%. Oh, Russell. That's so nice. Thanks. So sweet. Dude. I'm so sorry for my poor Australian accents. Susan's legendary moment for miracles is when Barney hangs up on Lily and starts trying to get to Ted, especially when he tells the people in his office that his best friend needs him in a foreign language that they don't even appear to speak. It just runs out. And uh, our last but not least is Jeff. And Jeff says his legendary moment is Ted's proposal, followed by the fade to black and having to wait months to find out what happened. How about it? Yeah. And you're going to have to wait months again because we're going off of it. You're going to have to wait till next year. But, uh, (laughs) boo. Um, All right. What's your legendary? What's your last legendary moment of season three? I love all of Marshall's miracles, but I cannot handle my life every time I watch. It's very specifically just the way the pencil bounces <laughs> on the eraser into Barney's nose. The pencil like, trajectory. Yeah. It's a good one. That's a good one. I cannot handle that entire scene with the pencils. Like, I just lose it as soon as they, they're just throwing them up. It's so yeah. casual, too. Cash. Like, so cash. not acting. Yep. Yeah. Um, my fave is... Definitely Marshall and the tiny hats. Oh, yeah. Did you feel like attacked a little bit? Yeah, because I have a giant head. So I I, I definitely can relate. That's my head yeah. in all hats. So. I know. I was like, oh. Especially uh, the Abe Lincoln hat. That was my favorite <laughs> one. So good job, Marshmallow. All right. That's it. Woohoo. I can't believe that. I know. Thank you, everybody, for listening this season. Um, we will have more mushy great things to say next uh next time on our season three recap which will be out in two weeks in the meantime if you love the show leave us an itunes review i think we're Mm -hmm. over 60 now that's great yeah and it would be great to get more um also be sure to to subscribe to us uh we're on itunes soundcloud spotify buzzsprout now which pushes us out to a bunch of other things so Subscribe wherever you'd like so you never miss a recap. And we hope you'll come back next time. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. Owl All.